Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Hello and welcome. Before we get started today, I wanted to announce that we're going to be doing something special on Leading with Spirit coming in January. Each week in January, I'm going to be highlighting one of the four directions, along with how those directions show up in us as people, including our gifts, our wounds, and more excitingly, how we can use that information to help make smart decisions in our business and grow our spiritual work. I'm really looking forward to sharing this material with you. So definitely mark your calendars. I know we're about to get busy with the holidays. Make sure you come back in January to catch all of that wonderful information so you too can grow your gifts and share them with the world. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or a spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, holtonhealingarts.com or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. The other day I heard somebody say, with spiritual gifts, we weren't meant to thrive in this modern time like we try to do. I've heard that a lot, like it shouldn't be this hard for the people who are actually gifted. And that's a big buck and a big story right there that healers are victims to this time and place is a story that we created. It's a belief we hold so we can keep hiding. And while I understand why we do it and um, sometimes want to tuck myself away as well, I also want to not contribute to that story anymore. She, this gal went on to say, and I'll read this verbatim, actually, she went on to say, I liked your blurb and outlook, but was kind of disappointed when it turned into the sell pitch of money figures growing business. When you trust in abundance and the universe, everything shifts. I would love to lose my drive. I w- she said, I would lose my drive with my spiritual work if there was a lot of pressure to have to make money. And uh, yes, girl, I get you. And there's block number two. The thing that many people do is as soon as money is included in healing work, we actually make it about money. And there's a big difference between doing healing work for money versus money being included in healing work. Um, It's not about making money. It's not. It's about doing what we actually came here to do. Um, For some of us, that means not having to drive Uber part-time to make ends meet. And I know a lot of people that are perpetually stuck in this place of offering healing work, but it's not actually in line with their highest and very, very specific gifts. So it doesn't cover their needs and then they can't actually do their work. For others, it looks like moving from 10K months to 50K months. And underneath it all, the mechanisms are the same because it isn't actually about the money, but it's included. And 
to grow our unique gifts, uh, which believe it or not, that part never ends. That's a constant practice to heal the blocks, keeping you from fully showing up as the healer you are and growing your business. All of these things happen all at the same time. The nice thing is you get to set your own desires and goals for your own work. Actually, that's one of the things that I love about what I do, that I um, get to work with individuals. And each student gets a unique attention so they can grow their practice in a way that's right for them and not some formulaic thing. For me, it's about getting the individual actually aligned with what they want and opening their gifts and capacity to help others in the way that they are designed to do it because how we bring our work forward is also gonna look different for everybody. So to release the blocks and beliefs that earning an honest, decent living with your spiritual gifts is too much pressure, is selling out, or somehow not heart-centered and to step into sustainable business with grace. I help people create long-term balanced businesses. And that's just part of what I do. I also rapidly help you grow your gifts and learn how to use them. I also help bring magic into your lives. I help awaken you on a whole different level. And I help you step directly in line with your purpose and open up for that. And I'll help you earn money in the process, if that's what you want. (laughs) When I started, um, I had to prove to myself that it wasn't that I could do this work without including money. And I did. And then when I realized that I was tiptoeing and learning to include money figures, learning to include the part of growing your business and with specifics, I realized actually the reason I never wanted to include it in the first place is because I didn't want to be responsible for people's results. And if I gave vague promises, then I wouldn't be held accountable. I've seen healers with huge audiences that actually have a GoFundMe on their page because they're showing up looking like the part, right? They're uh, dressing like it. They're going to ceremonies. They're doing practices. They probably are living, you know, that part of their life is true. Not with everybody. Some of it is, it is a show, but for a lot of them, it is actually true. And at the same time, they're not actually clear about what they're here to offer, what their gifts are and how and why. And I've seen also on the flip side, people with gorgeous offers hiding it because they still haven't worked through the fear of being seen, especially as a healer. And I've seen people drop thousands of dollars into programs for them to build programs and websites and funnels and email lists and nothing moves because they have a story hidden away of why they actually can't succeed. And they keep giving their power away to some third party that they hope will rescue them. And, um, and I know that place, right? So if you're in one of those places, frozen or stuck, um, I just want to share with you a few mindset tips from high level healers and coaches that have allowed them to move the needle to like actually move it, move through that spot and grow their business and do the work that they love and only they can do. Yes. Another one on money mindset. (laughs) 
And I want to bypass this too. I want to bypass this stage a lot. I know there's a lot of people that um, work this area from the conscious level or that offer this work as healing work. And I know that it's a lot deeper than just mindset. And also we can't bypass it. If you're not already comfortable, if you're not, if you don't already have the amount and the life that you want to have, then there's work to do here. And if you skip over it, that's bypassing. So let me see. So I want to share with you today. Um, yeah, a few mindset tips to help you here. And the first one I want to talk about is, um, it might sound like this, whether you read it from someone else or hear your mind thinking it or saying it in a conversation with somebody, it'll sound like, oh, I'm not trying to make money. I just want to do this to help. Or it could even sound like, uh, I'm not trying to make a lot of money. I just want to get by. Yep. I get that. When it comes down to it, most of us just want to be able to pay our bills, eat decently and have a comfortable place to live. It's basic safety and stability. I'm still that way. But if you're committed to just getting by, that is what you'll keep experiencing. And I've realized for me that the more that I get to expand my dream for my business, my business, my vision grows. And the more that my vision grows, my dream for my business grows and my life grows. And the things that I actually want to see change in the world start changing too, right? Because I'm actually stepping into this new role and to this different vibration of how I experience the world and get to have an influence on the world. So successful coaches and healers always have caveat. Let me just say this. I feel like I shouldn't, don't need to say it, but I'm just going to say when I say successful, of course, that's going to be, uh, that's going to vary between person to person, what that means. Um, so you got to be clear on what that means for you, right? And for most people, it's not just about hitting a number. It's also about other parts of their life, um, being able to have time with your family, being able to experience community. Um, all these things in, are included in success. Doing something that, um, you know, means something to you. Speaking from your heart and your truth, all of this is part of success. But when it comes to success and money goals, um, coaches and healers that have quote unquote made it always have two numbers going. Um, one is what they need to get by. Like you got to have your bottom line. You got to see what you need to live and survive and how much money your business needs to live and survive. And the other is what would feel inspiring to them? What is a goal? What is something that makes you motivated to keep sharing your work, to keep getting out there, to make it through those bumpy parts of the road because we hit them. Because it's not just about making money, it's about freeing you up so you can do the best work you came here to do. And many of us have this story that if you have wealth, you're greedy or bougie. Yeah, and some people are, it's true, but they aren't all that way, right? Some people also aren't greedy or bougie that have wealth. That's a story we've made up over the years. And actually there is a place where having wealth allows us to be more generous because you actually have something to give whether that's time or money 
or natural resources, right? In our economic climate, five-figure months isn't unreasonable for an honest, attainable salary doing powerful work that changes people's lives. It's really not. So allow yourself to have fun and play with it. What if you got to do the things you really wanted to do? You know, and I, I know, I know the thinking here because we play into this and then we're like, yeah, but you know, I don't really want to be out on like beach vacations and chilling by the pool. I just want to help people. Good. I'm glad you know that about yourself. That's something you really want to do. So play with it. What if you got to do that? A lot of times we cut off what we are actually desiring because we don't even allow ourselves the possibility that it could happen, that it could be true. And so it's not about chasing some, you know, carrot. It's not about chasing some ideal lifestyle, right? And it's not about chasing a money goal. When we set money goals, when I set money goals, it's not so that I hit some number that I'm picking out of the air because I want more money. It's because there is a very specific reason behind that. And there are very specific things that I'm here to do. And so I'm not chasing numbers including them. And I encourage you to to do the same and let it be from inspiration and motivation for how you want to contribute versus the weight of trying to perform. Another money mindset piece is focusing too much on short-term results. Uh, I fall in and out of this one sometimes too, of course. And the thing is, um, this is actually where pressure comes from. It's not actually from having goals or watching your numbers or knowing where you are financially. Pressure comes from trying to push something into a short period of time. Trying to, ach- trying to achieve, trying to succeed, or even our fear of failure, all of this actually comes from measuring things in short-term results. So you have to stretch the time frame out because that's what sustainable business is all about. And that's what our healing work is all about, right? We have to stretch the time frame on that. That's what growing our gifts is about. Some people will come into the circle wanting to do a session and suddenly be like a superhuman. And yeah, that's possible, right? And really growing your spiritual gifts is also stretching out your time frame the time that you're using to measure whether or not it's worked or not. And the longer you watch it, the more your gifts grow. I have, I've had a couple of people come to a short workshop or a quick vision and clarity call and then launch their business um, right after that and not sign up for my offer, right? Um, and then they come back a year later because they're finally ready for the next level of growth that I'm offering. And I'm sharing that because it's important to know. Um, That's an example of measuring short-term results, right? On the one hand, it's great, man. You spent 30 minutes with me and you were able to uh, go from hiding out to launching your business and doing your soul work. That's pretty awesome, right? And at the same time, it's like, I also see the the places where you're going to be navigating soon because I'm a little further down the road. And so they're going to come up for you and you don't actually have the foundational pieces you need to navigate those yet. Right. 
And so if I had just looked at that as a no, a no to me or a no to my work or a no to my offer, um, you know, it'd be very easy for me to get discouraged. But I know what this work is and I know how valuable it is. And I'm sharing it because I know how important it is. And so if I was actually keeping score based on every person that I spoke with or worked with or benefited from working with me or didn't benefit from working with me, if I, I would be taking in the box of no and yes, all of the time. But instead, when I get to expand out my measurement of the results, um, somebody who was a no can come by a year later and be a yes, because now they're ready. Now it's time. Now they're ready to embody this new level of the healer they're becoming. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of our businesses, you know, you have to have um, foundational pieces in in place um, because, you know, it is based on numbers and data mixed with our heart, you know? And so if you don't watch things over a long period of time, then you can very quickly jump to the belief that something's not working. This isn't working. My offer isn't working. My class isn't working. My healing work isn't working because again, we're watching just these short-term results. And what that, what does that do? That puts into our head, that puts into our mindset, this constant belief that it's not working. It's not working. This isn't working. Nothing's working, right? So when you stretch it out over time, you get to watch for the yeses for the things that are working. You get to see things go all the way around the cycle and come back. Mm-hmm. So if you want to relieve pressure off of money, then stretch your time frame out. I know I've shared this before, but when I first, the very first time I sat down and like set business goals for my business. And I was like, okay, I'm just like kind of picking numbers out of the air. It's like, oh, I'd love to make, you know, $10,000 this year as this on my side business. That would have been a lot of money for me. And then it was like, well, maybe, and then maybe next year I can do like 60. And then the year after, maybe, maybe I could do a hundred or 150. So just kind of threw those numbers out there. And the first year um, I didn't make 10 K Um, and the second year, you know, I'm actually, I might've made 60, but (laughs) if I was measuring it based on like the month, month, what it needed to be, um, I would have been way off. But then by the time I actually hit a goal that I had for a few years out, um, it happened a lot faster than what I actually projected. That's a big win. And that's the power of stretching your goals out, um, where I actually got to achieve it faster than I initially projected because I had the pieces of the money mindset and knowing my numbers mixed with the heart calling and what I'm here to do and not using excuses to hold myself back. Hmm. So um, let's move on to another money mindset piece here. Um, This is a piece that I, I know is a struggle. It's like what the fuck is even happening here? And what it looks like is trying to do the thing on your own so you can pay for the thing that will help you do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So often we ask for help as a reaction instead of a strategy. We wait until things are actually, you know, until we actually hurt ourselves or we get into a bad situation or, you know, we're stressed out and we can't take it anymore. 
or that nothing changes for months and months before we ask for help and support. And successful people, people, coaches, healers, they do the opposite. They get support as soon as they feel the call to create something. As soon as you're feeling that thing awakened in your body, call and support. Because you know they have the best chance for success that way. They get professionals to help show them the way and expand their vision and make it possible. Take it one step further. They know the importance of getting support through their inner work and through planning and structure and strategy and goals. The key to accelerating and getting to where you want to be is to have both. But that's all nice and dandy if you have money, right? But what if you don't? Which brings me to the last money mindset piece that I want to share with you today, focusing on what things cost versus what they offer. So for almost all of the self-made coaches and healers that I've met, they took a leap, myself included. It usually came when they just couldn't be at their job anymore or they or in their relationship anymore or when the call from spirit was so clear it just couldn't be ignored anymore. And most of the, again, quote unquote, successful healers and coaches that I know didn't just have money sitting around or didn't just have all this excess time. And they're like, oh, what do I want to do today? Um, they took the leap. They dipped into the savings or borrowed or whatever, or changed something in their lifestyle so that they, so that they can give themselves this, give themselves this thing they're here to do. I was working the first time I invested in a bigger program. Um, I was working gigs and jobs and um, was already having to figure out from month to month how to pay my bills. Um, What was, I think I was like 23 and I started a three-year program for training. And um, I didn't know how I was going to come up with the money. Um, actually, I didn't even know how I was going to come up with my regular bills, but what I did know is how I was living wasn't working for me and that I was ready to invest in something different. What's different for the ones that succeed is they're not stuck in a victim mentality. They're not, um, looking at their circumstances as the reason that they are where they are. We're taking responsibility for ourselves. Uh, Successful people in general create and find opportunities for themselves instead of looking at where they can't. So that might look like changing a few things in the budget or raising your prices or picking up an extra gig here and there, right? Oftentimes I've noticed the rhetoric in the online space is that people can, people can make it look like you can just create a business and sit back and watch the money come in. And it's just not really, it's just not really true. It can be simple. It can be very simple. It can be easy. You don't have to work a million hours, but it does require some time and energy to start. So what successful people have is the drive and the desire to start. So instead of thinking of their investments as what is this going to cost me, 
they think of how nice it would be to have the solution. They stop trying to patchwork and stay safe and instead invest in a solution. So as you're moving forward, keeping these things in mind, um, even if you are already, um, if you already do have a successful business, you're going to still hit these blocks. I still continue to, as I grow my vision, have to invest in new things to make my vision a reality, to do the work that I came here to do. And each of those times, I'm going to hit a little bit of an edge of like, wow, that might you know, the old mindset would be like, that might cost a lot, but I have to look at what is this going to bring me? What is the investment that I'm making in here? And also what's not working for me right now that I don't want to keep doing because that's valuable to me. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are in the spot, if you are struggling to find your offer and figure out how to um, really trust yourself and your gifts and bring your work forward. Um, If you are getting a swirl of doubt every time you go to share something and you're just not quite sure how to put the pieces together and you aren't ready to fully invest in realizing that this year, right now, in your life right now, um, I have a new guide that I wanted to share with you And it is um, for creating five-figure months. And in it, I include the steps that I use um, to grow myself and my business um, on each level that I'm at. And that will also include some of the, everything from some of the money mindset pieces to the shamanic path that I use to how to grow my gifts and how to align with your offer, how to understand clearly what your offer is, align it and bring it forward in this world. And I'm offering it right now for a super reasonable rate. So if you would like to get a hold of that, you can DM me or send me an email and let me know you're interested in the five figure months series. And I will get that over to you. Thanks so much for joining me today and I'll see you next time. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. This question is from one of our Leading with Spirit Facebook group members, and the question is, how do you find your true calling? And of course, your calling is something that's going to grow and change throughout your lifetime. But one of the best, simplest formulas that I like to use to help people tune into their own calling is to think about a pattern or something that you've been working on your whole life. This might look like a way that you sabotage yourself or something that you've been seeking. And then also thinking about maybe three things that other people have reflected that they gain as a result of being in your presence. So that can look like being inspiring or showing them a new perspective that can look like um, helping them feel nurtured. And so when we combine these two things, this is one of the potent places where our, I would say more of our path is coming in, like what we are here to do and unwind. So what we're going to be doing is probably teaching other people to work through the same blocks that we have.
and doing it in a way that includes our natural gifts of being inspiring, of changing perspectives. And then where it moves from being sort of your special gift to and your what you're discovering for yourself into um, a calling is actually by tuning into what catches your attention, what excites you. So sometimes it's not necessarily the end result that we're supposed to get, but the thing that excites us and following that excitement that will expose the path and the calling that you're actually here to do. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.